Welcome. You're listening to Value Add with Lars Coburn, bringing conversations and reflections that add value to your life. Hello, friends. Um, happy start of your weekend. Uh, although maybe in COVID-19 um, and with this virtual life, you found your weekends to be all over the place. For me, my weekends are actually uh, kind of Sunday afternoon uh, through Tuesday morning or Monday night uh, because I take a tech Sabbath on Mondays. In fact, starting this Lent season, I've adopted that practice. Um, and so really it began the first week that LA was hit with COVID-19 shutdowns. I was taking a tech Sabbath and had turned off my phone and it was quite a powerful moment for me to realize that I'm going to be way more on my technology than I was before because I'm connecting with people normally that I would connect in person. I'm having to connect this way but also finding ways to let go. And again, reminding you that Lent and this season of disruption is a time, uh, I have a beautiful ladybug, so I have to let go and have a moment of just realizing there's beauty even in this times of disruption. But that's again what we're supposed to be doing right now, is letting go of the things that we um, have allowed to become distractions and to choose to believe the good news about who Jesus is. And so that's what Peter reminds us about in the passage that we've been reading in this introductory week leading up to our our first conversation. So let me read that one more time for you. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's chosen strangers in the world of the diaspora who live in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, God the Father chose you before because of what he knew beforehand. He chose you through the Holy Spirit's work of making you holy, and because of the faithful obedience and sacrifice of Jesus Christ. May God's peace and grace be multiplied to you. May the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ be blessed. On account of his vast mercy, he has given us new birth. So you have been born into a new living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You have a pure and enduring inheritance that cannot perish, an inheritance that is presently kept in heaven for you. Through his faithfulness, you are guarded by God's power so that you can receive the salvation he is ready to reveal in the last time. You now rejoice in this hope, even if it is necessary for you to be distressed for a short time by various trials. This is necessary so that your faith may be found genuine. Your faith is more valuable than gold, which will be destroyed even though it is itself tested by fire. Your genuine faith will result in praise, glory, and honor for when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you've never seen him, you love him, and even though you don't see him now, you trust him. And so you rejoice with a glorious joy that is too much for words. You are receiving the goal of your faith, your salvation. I hope that uh, spending these last few days uh, in First Peter has been an encouragement to you as much as it has been to me. And as I think about entering Holy Week, tomorrow is Palm Sunday. I didn't grow up uh, with a large sense of Holy Week. Monday, Thursday is a fairly new uh, thought for me. And uh, although I, I understand how it fits into the, the Passion Week calendar of the Lord's Supper, the Passover happening, and then going out, and then the crucifixion on Good Friday. We did talk a little bit about Good Friday growing up, and we really 
experienced some other Christians celebrating things like Palm Sunday. My grandmother would tell me a story about visiting us in Taiwan when I was a very little boy and don't remember this very much, but it was the first Sunday she was there and they came dancing down the aisles with palm branches. Now, if you knew my grandmother and the church tradition that I grew up in and that she uh, definitely was a part of for her whole life, uh, dancing and palm branches in a church service uh, doesn't really make sense. She remarked another time visiting one of our churches uh, that we were part of living overseas in Asia, um, in Southeast Asia. Uh, this one was in Vietnam, and I think she said to the pastor, yeah, it was kind of like a circus. And I think he took it like she means Vietnam and the traffic and all of the craziness of living in a third world country was a circus, but uh, I think she was referring to the church service. And so for me, uh, Passion Week has often been kind of this other this circus like thing that other churches do and I'm not embracing as much and yet in this time of COVID-19 I'm I'm really missing the fact that I'm not going to have a worship service on Easter or on Palm Sunday and you may be mourning some of those things as well and we've had to let go of some of those church practices that we've found so dear so what does it look like for us to enter into this Holy Week, into this Passion Week, into this celebration of Easter coming up very soon and the resurrection, when right now we feel like we're scattered and we're strangers and we're really hurting in, dis- in a distressed time? And that's what Peter is speaking into. He's speaking to a church that's persecuted and struggling and not being allowed to celebrate uh, because they are accused of being weird and strange and um, and possibly even at this time uh, accused of things like uh, disease and uh, incest and oh, no that's not good let's see um, okay. and so this is what Peter speaks to in his passage that they are Christians who are scattered and they're the ones who are uh, in distress they're persecuted and taken advantage of by Rome and things and so we find ourselves in a moment of distress um, and yet we're also looking uh, for hope and so what does it look like for us to not just embrace Easter as a celebration but to realize that Passion Week involves uh, pain and suffering that involves death and so I think uh, this COVID-19 times might be a time of suffering and distress that we have to embrace and not just tritely look past it and say, yeah, there is hope uh, for the future. Life will go back to normal. What might it look like for us to recognize the death? Um, Because it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. So I want to share with you uh, a prayer that has become a, a prayer of comfort for me in seasons of uncertainty. And it's the prayer most often attributed to St. Francis of Assisi, um, who was a great guy, and he was a great missionary, a great proclaimer of of Jesus uh, to people who didn't know Jesus. And so I hope that you find these words encouraging as you move into Holy Week and the end of Lent. So hear St. Francis's prayer. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, and it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. 
Thanks for tuning in to Value Add. For more great conversations and insights, visit valueaddconversations.com.